Hello and welcome to another episode of Conversations with the Dom. Today we're going to be talking about the Pleasure Dom. What is a Pleasure Dom? Might you be one? How do you be one? And everything to do with that. This podcast contains frank discussions about sex, kink and BDSM. If you're a consenting adult who wants to learn more about these topics, then stay tuned. You're listening to Chief from kinkyevents.co.uk helping you create the dom-sub dynamic you've always fantasised about. This was an article I recently wrote on the blog because I saw a lot of people were searching for this term and it wasn't really a term that I use often or that I come across often, but when I started looking at what people actually meant when they were talking about a pleasure dom, it does suit my style of dominance quite accurately and describes it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm joined with joined by Moano, as usual. Hi. But she is remote this time. She is in a different location. So in a little bit of a patchy area of Wi-Fi. So if it does Say cut that, out, you're just going to curse it. Yeah, well, I'm hoping it'll have the opposite effect and it'll it'll prove me wrong and be yeah. solid all the way through. So yes, hello. How are you doing today? Hello. I'm well. It's strange. We've not done one remote. We haven't done one when you've not been been here. Did one with someone else. Was it with Rosa? Oh, was, yes, you're right. You're right. We had a call or interview and yeah. I was somewhere else. Yes, I remember. Yes, I remember. but it's been a while. It has. It has. And we were just discussing our favorite topic, cock warming as well. How we need to do more of it. Sunday, it's a Sunday. Being we're recording complaining this. that we're not doing enough. I know, and it's a Sunday. It's perfect time for cock warming because there's the rugby on, there's the Formula One on, so perfect time for hours of cock warming fun. But you have COVID, so oh. this is why you're not here. We could just mask you up, and you could. I don't think you can transmit it mouth to cock. <laughs> well, I was saying that we just had to turn around and make sure we were doing doggy. Yeah, you know. So- still be a thing just don't have any breathing well that was one of the memes wasn't it in 2020 like... there was the the uh, when they introduced they were gonna say no sex or something but then everyone had, yeah was talking about positions that would work for it do you remember that seems ages ago yeah. all right anyway pleasure doms so my definition of a pleasure dom is essentially a person who f- who is the dominant partner but they focus more on providing pleasure and fulfilling the desires of their submissive partner. And they prioritize the physical and emotional well-being of their submissive and aim to create a safe and consensual environment for exploration and play. So in other words, we talk about the stereotypical type of how the media depicts a dom and how I thought about what it means to be a dom for a long time. And that was that the dom is the one, obviously, who has the power and they are telling the sub to do stuff, but for their own benefit. So everything the sub does is to give pleasure to the dom. So in that instance, the, the dom is taking quite often in that style of relationship. And perhaps the dom is doing things to the sub who the sub has obviously consented, but maybe the sub isn't. Maybe it's not their preferred activity, if that makes sense. Or maybe they're both super into pain, which can be pleasurable, but but generally is 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 not that, you know, pleasurable if if you know what I mean. Whereas the pleasure dom, they construct scenes and they, although they're one in charge, they really really want to understand what it is that turns their partner on, and they focus on creating scenes and creating experiences that emphasize that. And the pleasure aspect, I guess it's more to do with giving orgasms and giving nice sensations and nice feelings to their sub rather than the pain side of things. So, yeah, Mono, what, how does that resonate with you? Does that, do you think that describes our dynamic? What are your thoughts? Well, I think you're kind of touching on two different points there. The pleasure versus pain element to it but then also the focusing on the subs desires and sensations over the dom's desires 
So you meshed both of them together. And yeah, I'd say both of those could be aspects of a pleasure dom style of dominance. But I think they're you're talking about two things at the same time. So do you want to focus on one and on the other? Or do you want to intermingle both? Because both of them work. But when you were giving your example, I noticed there are two different categories of, of I don't know, what it is to be a dom. Mm. Are you giving pleasure? Sure. But it, then is that pleasure rooted for the dom's needs versus the sub's needs? Are they the same? What I was trying to say is that the pleasure is for the submissive. So the dominant is giving yeah. pleasure for the Now, the, the dom enjoys the activities but they're the main source of enjoyment is from knowing that their partner is getting the enjoyment for example spanking like we've talked about this before i don't really get much out of it and if i was with another partner who didn't enjoy spanking i wouldn't really i wouldn't protect do it that often but because i know it gives you pleasure i do it and that gives me a sense of satisfaction yes and i agree with that and I think that's part of being a pleasure dom. But then you also talked about giving pleasure over pain. Mm. And what if you have a submissive who really desires to receive pain, then your definition of pleasure dom, you're not focused on the pain and you're focused on giving pleasure to the sub. If the sub's desire is pain, then can you be a pleasure dom mm. when focused on that? yeah i get you i get you is it is it yeah i it's a difficult one i don't know and again with all of these labels it's easy to get caught up on them so there's no formal definition of any of this stuff and it's one of the things i see on on i get emailed about and i get see it on the on our discord server people get too caught up on what type of sub am i what type of dom dom am i oh i'm this type of dom that means i can't do this Really, you can do whatever the hell you want, whatever whatever you like to do in your relationship. And so, yeah, you're right. A pleasure dom, does it mean that you could never give pain and you always have to give pleasure? Or is it really that if the submissive likes something that involves pain, then as a pleasure dom, you can give that because it's giving pleasure to the submissive. So, yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't think there's a right answer. What do you think? I think it's both. You know, and what you were explaining it before, I think you did point at both sides of things. But when you think of yourself as a pleasure dom, if you want to accept that label, then what is it that you're focused on? Are you focused on giving sensations of pleasure or are you focused on your subs needs? And so then you're mm. calling that idea the idea of being a pleasure dom. Yeah, I think it's the latter. I think I'm I'm more focused on really getting to know what it is that the sub likes and giving them that. And that may not necessarily be physical pleasure. It may be that they're getting mental pleasure from pain. Or but, discipline. Or discipline, or... yeah, yeah. Or, or discipline at the same, you know. But, sure. but at the same time... It could, it could, it could, like you say, it could be interpreted as you only ever, someone who's a pleasure dom really enjoys the pleasure, giving the physical pleasure side of things. So, you know, sensory play, feather play, light touch, orgasms. Orgasms. Yeah, that kind of stuff, which is all physical pleasure, physical sensations, relaxing, nice sensations, and never do any of the pain. And they could call themselves a pleasure dom. And maybe they were the sub who likes that, but may also like some pain. And the, the dom will say, oh, I'm a pleasure dom. I can't do any, I can't do any spanking because that's not, that's not necessarily physical, physically well, pleasurable. Like it's psychologically pleasurable. But yeah, and the, again, this is the trouble with labels. It, you can you can do interpret it however you want. But I think the main focus for me is that the pleasure dom, and I think all dominants should do this anyway, but sadly they don't. They should be thinking about, they should really know what the sub is into, and they should be, at least on some occasions, working to create scenarios where they are giving that to their submissive. Ideally, 
all the time. And it should be a mixture. You know, 50% of the time, the Dom is getting what they want. 50% of the time, the sub is getting what, what they want. And in, in theory, if you're compatible, then because you both like the same things, you should, it should always be 100% of, you know, both people getting what they want. Although, you know, there's no perfect match. So it's never going to be 100%. I don't know, though, if it's possible to ever find someone who's completely compatible with Agreed. your own sexual. Agreed. So trying to make some think of some fairy tale coupling where your sexual compatibility is going to be 100% the same as your partner's, in which case you're giving and receiving 50% mm-hmm. of the exact that you enjoy. I I don't know if it's worth thinking about it in those terms. Yeah, agreed. I do think about I it a lot, though. I think impossibility. I think what's the number? Like, if someone is 30% compatible sexually with me, that's probably a no. Like, is 70% okay? Where's the where's the sort of I guess there's it's I, I'm too analytical so I try and put a number on it but it's because because again the reason I'm bringing this up because I do get questions from people who are like oh I really like this thing but my partner doesn't what should I do and the answer is to, well talk to them about it first of all because they may not even know you're into it but if they do and then they're not into it then you have a decision to make like how important is that thing that you want to do how 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 essential is it a fetish of yours as in a need like you have to have it then of course that's not a good match but if it's something you're like yeah I kind of really want it but I don't need it then yeah you have to maybe negotiate and find something that's that's more compatible with with it gives you the same feelings but a different activity perhaps so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of it from that sort of terms. Also, you have to think about like how necessary is it that you're sexually compatible with your partner in the first place? How high up on your list of needs Ooh. is that sex compatibility for you? I'm, you know, just throwing it out as a hypothetical, like I think it's perfectly possible to have a really good relationship with someone that you're not so sexually compatible with as long as there's communication in there. And as long as, you're able to have an open sort of conversation about, okay, if we're not sexually compatible, how can we still get these needs met of ours that we want to have met? And is it something that is mm. necessary? In which case, you know, maybe it's about opening up the relationship or attending play parties where you can have experiences with other people or you can have your own solo time. So I think it reminds me of like Emily Nagoski's book, The Come As You Are, where there are always going to be times where your sexual compatibility is not going to be completely on par with your partner but there are ways that you can work through it and you just have to navigate that and say how do you want that experience to play out Mm. together yeah i think if you want it to be something that is you know if you want to continue in the partnership then you're going to have to negotiate somehow Mm. and it is a difficult conversation for most people like we we talk about non-monogamy about as though it's quite natural but we have to remember we're very much in the minority and for a lot of people and it's only because we've talked about it a lot yeah but i think we're but we're kind of we have that i don't know we just have that world paradigm where it's an okay thing whereas i think for 99.9% of the world even their partner looking at another person is cheating or or consider cheating is going to lead to an argument and stuff so yeah i i don't know what a couple who is monogamous if they are monogamous how they how they navigate that where there's there's a kink that one person really likes and the, and the other doesn't well with the pleasure dom idea maybe that is a way to kind of overcome that it could be used you know what i mean if you're a pleasure dom and you really really get off on giving your partner pleasure then pretty much anything the partner wants to do you'd be like yeah because you really enjoy giving them pleasure so you want to give them what they want so well, i'm still catching my from breath from an experimentalist uh, someone who's just and gun ho and like yeah let's try it like do you actually like if, if a pleasure dom if you get really turned on by your partner receiving pleasure or or them enjoying pleasure 
I don't know. Like, what, how is that different from someone who's just very like keen and enthusiastic? <laughs> well, I guess the difference is that it's you giving them the pleasure. I think, like, for example, if if you were into, if you got turned on by someone else, someone else giving your partner pleasure, like a cuck hold situation, I wouldn't say that's a pleasure dom because they're not the one in control. So they're not the dominant one in that situation. Whereas that might be more of a experimentalist type of attitude, maybe. But I think for me, the pleasure dom, they get a sense of satisfaction of giving the pleasure and of orchestrating the scenes that give the give the pleasure. But I think they do they definitely have their boundaries. So what they're doing, the activities that they're doing, it's not a free-for-all. It must fit into the activities that they like to do rather than just getting the list from the sub of all the activities they like and then picking from it and doing it. I think the pleasure dom has to enjoy the activities as well. But yeah, again, it's just a, it's a signpost, isn't it? The label. I'm trying to, I'm trying to actually think of examples of things that we, we don't agree on in terms of kinks. There's not that much. Well, you are more of an exhibitionist and voyeur than I am. Do you think? Much more. Certainly of a voyeur and a bit of an exhibitionist. I don't and know, but I, you really like... Oh, because you like the being shown off, but is that not exhibitionist? I'm able to... I'm able to... I'm able to let myself enjoy exhibitionism if I keep the focus on the idea that you are showing me off mm. as a type of, you know, of ownership, possession, property, mm. sort mm. of that, that if I keep that theme in my mind, then I can enjoy it more. Otherwise, I wouldn't be keen on exhibitionism. It doesn't mm. do anything for me. So it's I think the that... idea that it's, it's, it's highlighting your dominance. Yeah. And it's highlighting the fact that you are my dominant and I'm being submissive to you. And that you feel proud enough to show that off to others. Mm. That I enjoy about the exhibitionism. Mm. Otherwise, exhibitionism on its own, no thanks. <laughs> That's a great example of not a pleasure dom. Because I'm doing it because I enjoy it. And you enjoy it because it highlights my dominance. But it's not. I'm not doing it because because I'm trying to give you... I am trying to give you pleasure, but it's more that I enjoy doing it. So I would, do you see what I mean? That's definitely something I wouldn't necessarily categorize as pleasure dorm activities. Although it can become a pleasure dorm activity if the whole point is that you are like whispering in my ear, the idea of like showing me off and such, you know, if you're, if you're playing into what I like about it in my head. Hmm. Yeah. Again, there's no formal definition. So this is just my subjective. I still think that for a, for a pleasure dom, it's, it's the sub need come, comes first and then the dom gets pleasure from that versus I really like doing exhibitionism and therefore by doing it, you get pleasure because then your pleasure is secondary to that activity. It's important, but it's, and I, I do it because I know you like it as well, but it's not the main, it's not the thing that would give you the ultimate pleasure if you knew, because, yeah, do you know what I mean? I'm trying to, I'm not explaining this very no, well. No, I do. I know what you mean, but I, like, w why be a pleasure dom then? Like, why make your needs secondary that seems sad to me in in one aspect yeah and like, I was... like thank you thank <laughs> you for the pleasure but also like i want your needs to feel just as valuable to you mm -hmm. as mine well they are but it's 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 and some would say well it's almost submissive because you're giving to the other person but i but i don't see it like that it's, it's, it's kind of like why do you get pleasure from giving massages it's like you're the, the primary aim is for the other person because you know they enjoy it, but you get something out of it as well. Like you get a sense of satisfaction or, or something comes from it. So it's, 
that I think that's as a pleasure dom. Like if I can give you orgasm, I get a sense of satisfaction. I'm like, oh yeah, I can, you know, I know the things to do and the buttons to push and I, I'm able to control. It's still a control thing. I'm in control of it and I'm pushing your buttons mentally and physically to to uh, to create the ultimate sensations for you. So really, it's like it's like getting a really good grade at school or whatever it's trying to get that 100% in terms of like peak efficient satisfaction and enjoyment if you know that your partner is reaching those peaks then that that actually reflects better on your performance yes so well well done you yeah you know little round of applause you know how to give your partner pleasure yeah so that that reflects well on you yes so it means that i'm good i'm doing something right (laughs) well yeah otherwise it would be a sub i guess i'd be the sub otherwise right so there's still a there's still an ego thing in it for me and and for for doms i think and we were talking about this before we started recording but it you've got to be careful it doesn't stray into what i call nice guy territory and if yeah if you i used to be that I would want to prove that I was great in bed. And so I would, all my focus would be on giving the other person orgasm or or pleasure of some, of some sort. And as a result, I wouldn't ask for what I wanted. And at first that was fine because I'd get, I'd get a lo- an ego boost from knowing that, you know, I was able to give this person pleasure in ways that maybe they hadn't had before, or at least that's what they said, who knows. But, you know, I got I got that validation. But as that went on, I was thinking, well, yeah, this is a bit superficial. Yeah, they're enjoying it, but when are they going to give me pleasure? Because, because yeah, I, I enjoy giving pleasure, but I'd much rather just sit back and them give me an orgasm, right, in some ways. So... You have to be careful that if if you if you want to be a pleasure dom, absolutely, but make sure that you are not just doing it purely for the ego, and that you are getting pleasure in return. You're not just doing it to prove to your partner that you're the best at something, and that's definitely a trap that I've fallen into in in the past. And there's a great book, No More Mister Nice Guy, that proves that. Oh, that, that talks about this, and you'll find you you'll know because you'll do it in other areas of your life as well. You will you will let people walk over you a little bit, and you will always be agreeing to what others say. A classic situation is you go out with a group of mates, and you need to choose a restaurant, and you've got an idea, but you won't share it, or you won't put your case forward because you don't know if your other four mates like that kind of thing. And you don't want to take the fall if they did say, yeah, let's go to that restaurant. And then it was terrible. And that's a classic nice guy tendency, right? Whereas a normal guy would probably just say, oh, yeah, let's let's go here. Should be great. And would be okay if their mate said, nah, I've been there. It's rubbish. Or they'd be okay with, yeah, let's try it out. And it ended up being shit. They'd be fine with that. So if you find if you find you like that, you maybe have the same tendencies in sex, and that's not really what we're talking about here in terms of pleasure dom. That's more just being too nice and not being able to talk about your wants and desires in a in a in a good healthy way, and you will become resentful and you will resent the other person eventually and your partner for not giving you what you want, and they don't they've no idea they've no idea that this is happening in your head because to them they're getting lots of pleasure and you seem to be enjoying giving them pleasure. So why would they change that up? Well, I, I think the resentment is a big, a big issue. It, 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 that's a great way to blow up a relationship right there. If you're harboring some resentment, that's building every single time you are being intimate because you, you guys are not communicating and, but, or that you're acting on the, the the assumption that you're doing what your partner wants mm-hmm. and in that same process you're not need- meeting your needs well no wonder the relationship's going to break down if you're just trying to feed your partner's needs to try to keep the relationship even without focusing on yours then it is going to fall apart mm-hmm. or it's very i mean or 
I mean, maybe not to be so drastic, but like, like, yeah, there's definitely going to be issues there. Mm. And I've seen this happen where, and I've had it in the past, where let's say you've got two people, one person says to the other, would you like me to go down on you? Now, the way that's phrased, the partner doesn't know, are they saying that because they really want to go down on me for, for them? Or are they saying that because they think I want them to go down on me? And so they're actually doing something they don't really like, but they're doing it for me. And so the partner isn't sure, so says yes, because they think the partner really wants to do it. So you get into this situation where both people are doing something they don't, re- they never really wanted to do, both thinking the other person really wants to do it. I've seen that happen a lot. And the way around that is, is to change the wording you use. You say, if you really want to go down on someone, you say, hey, I really love going down on you. I'd like to right now. Would that be okay? Because then it's clear to your partner, they actually want to do this for themselves. And that would be taking, I believe, on the wheel of consent. And therefore, the other partner can then be, I guess, and they may, the other partner may not like it that much, but because they know their partner wants to do it, will, will agree. And likewise, you could, so the way you phrase stuff is really important. I mean, we're getting a little bit off topic here, but. Well, it's all it's all related to this idea of, of giving pleasure to partners. Mm. And when is that pleasure for yourself as an individual versus when is it for purely for the partner? And is there a way to find that equilibrium so that it can be something that's healthy and enjoyable yeah. to both people? Uh, I still find it hard to ask for, for what I want, for sure, for sure. And uh, I think that's... It's, probably somewhat what attracted me to to being a dom because i do have a dominant personality but there's there's still this i've talked about it before there's still a part of my mind that's like asking for what i want is bad and i shouldn't i shouldn't do that and i know logically that doesn't make any sense but part of my sub subconscious is like you shouldn't you shouldn't be asking for what you want it's too demanding of other people it's too selfish and so I've had to work to get over that. And it's a constant thing I'm, I'm trying to do. So asking for what you want in bed, I think a lot of people struggle. And it is, it, and some people struggle because they find it embarrassing or shameful to ask. I think I'm over that. I don't think that's the problem. The problem is that I feel it's selfish. So that's sort of my hurdle that I'm, that I'm overcoming. It's really interesting because when I think if you peel back the layers enough, I mean, the core thing that is satisfying or that you're trying to satisfy in your dominance is essentially the same thing or very similar to the thing that I try to satisfy and that lots of subs try to satisfy in their submission as well Mm. I think it's really interesting when you start thinking like when you go down to the deep level dominance and submission yes there are these big terms that people play with about power imbalance in a relationship but at the core it's people trying to satisfy their needs in their relationship in a way that is pleasing to the partnership as a whole and that can happen as a dominant or a submissive or neither you know you can you can switch but it is funny how like we we get so rooted into the idea of being dominant or submissive when like when you get back to that like core desire that you're trying to satisfy Mm. oftentimes it's the exact same that you're both wanting feel desired and loved and cared for in the relationship Mm. you're just approaching it from different angles and you're using little mind tricks on ourselves that we use all the time to be like i can meet this need through ask through being the one in charge or i can meet this need through being the one that's being taken care of and not in charge Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Yeah, it's two sides of the same coin. It's it's both people trying to get their needs met, like you said, but through this almost the same needs of being the the fundamental needs that everyone has to be loved, to be liked, to you know get get I guess pleasure, be wanted, be desired, be loved, and they're just we're just coming at it from different ways. So I mean, we got quite deep not necessarily very practical (laughs) for people who are a pleasure dom so i'm just going to whiz through maybe a couple of practical things yeah all right you pleasure dom what is what oh i feel on the spot now yeah so i mean any any activity can be made to be to give pleasure pretty much it's all about the intent that 
by which you, you give it. But some common ones, I guess, would be things like basic things, blindfolding, using feathers, maybe ice and wax play potentially because it's kind of sensations, although I know ice is a hard limit for you. Sensation massage, so sort of pussy massage, um, vulva massage, that kind of thing. Having music on, maybe, to set the mood, light touch, oral, kissing, the kind of just, just the stuff that is probably normal sex, really, I guess. Not, doesn't sound that, that dominant at all, right? <laughs> You're smiling, do you? You guess, no. So. Well, I, I mean, I was going to give Normal some... sex, really, you guess. <laughs> well, yeah. I was going to give some specific examples of what I like to do. And I don't think I've asked your thoughts on it, but the thing that I like to do is is either oral or fingers on the clit whilst also fingers inside you, stimulating your, the G-spot. And again, not that's not necessarily a dominant thing but i i found that that most people like that it's it's quite as a lot of sim stimulation overload so to describe it in more detail either lying between your legs or kneeling probably more often kneeling to your side um so i'm kneeling to your left hand side you're on your back i've got one finger two fingers rubbing your clit and then one start with one finger inside you making the sort of come here motion on your g-spot and then moving up to two fingers maybe sometimes three when you get super turned on you can kind of put all three fingers in in kind of a quite a tight cluster and then slowly move like slowly spread them apart like a tripod uh, I, okay. I don't know if you're aware of me doing this but it kind of because three is quite a lot for most people, so I would just do I would just do two and do the the come here motion. But when you're when you're super turned on, three and then slightly spread them, so you're slightly spreading apart the muscles inside the vagina, and that can be it can be too much for some people, but it it depends. But I think the the combination of the clit and the G spot, and also the A spot, which is the anterior fornix, which is where the uterus meets the vagina i guess at the top right so you got the uterus I'm, I'm making hand signals yeah. here but we're, we're going to cut them off yeah but it's where the by the cervix yeah so the the cervix people it's quite sensitive some people like having their cervix hit but most people don't it's quite painful but where the vagina wall kind of at the if you if you if the person's lying on their back it's kind of where Thumbs up. Y yeah you're yeah so it's it's the the, the ceiling and it's if you if you reach past the G spot, keep your finger running along the top of the the vagina, you'll eventually get to a little crevice at the eventually. back. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, after, I mean, after a very long time. No, but it's the thing is, it's quite hard. It's quite hard, and also when you, the more turned on you get, your cervix comes down, well, yeah. come and sort of rotates a little bit. So you might not be able to feel it, and you wouldn't want to do this if the person's not turned on. So it might take you a while, and then eventually. You, you know, it's it's probably you have to use your longest finger, and it's it's quite a stretch. So you're pushing in with quite some force, but you eventually get to the the crevice between the the kind of the cervix opening and the top wall of the vagina. And just in there, if you get the person really turned on, you can. Yeah, and some people really like that sensation. So it's 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 not the G spot. I call it the A spot, and rubbing there can be super intense and quite hard. You're kind of pulling towards you a little bit yeah th that's kind of my go-to technique <laughs> yeah now Good you bath. yeah you as in me giving you oral or you cockwarming yeah at the same you were saying it in combination and i definitely approve <clears throat> yeah so so sometimes i'm doing it with my finger because i you can get more control with my fingers on the clip and also again i'm trying to think if you've got your fingers there your kind of chin gets in the way if you if you, if you've got the fingers inside with your palm oh complaining i'm not complaining i'm just describing <laughs> it for people so it's quite difficult to to lick the clit and have your fingers inside someone at the same time because it kind of gets in the way especially but it is possible it is possible it yeah it is possible of course it's possible so you kind of have to adjust a little bit and sometimes if you raise if i raise your hips up with something under under you it makes it slightly easier and then if you want to go for the grand finale 
you can put a finger What's in there. The grand finale. Finger in the bum as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you got <laughs> yes, just for added little. Yeah, yeah. Or just circling it on the outside. Um, a lot of people like. Again, all of this is consensual. You've got to agree that they like this kind of stuff, and not everyone likes oral. Not everyone likes uh, being fingered quite hard. And I would say as well, the mo it's not in and out. The motion is not in and out with your fingers. You kind of, if you think of as like as uh, how someone, a school kid might think of this, it's like they're just kind of jabbing their fingers in and out. That's not what I'm doing here. You're kind of, you're going in, you're keeping the base of your hand pretty much all the way in and you're just moving the tips of your fingers up and down towards the ceiling and down, right? You're not, although you quite like the in and out occasionally. So I do do that as well. With the, with the one, actually, with the one finger specifically, mm. Mm. like not with the two. There's something very like it, it's because I think it's such a subtle sensation. It's much, it's much softer. Yeah. So if you're going down on me, if you're looking at my clit and you're just doing the one finger in and out, it's so rhythmic. And it's rubbing in the right right way that like it's very relaxing, and because it's relaxing, I'm then able to become more turned on more easily and reach orgasm. Because because I will struggle to reach orgasm if I'm anxious or thinking about anything, mm, then I mm. struggle. And that because it's able to uh, the rhythm is really able to surpass all of that anxiety and then i'm i get turned on very mm. easily and then i'm able to orgasm really easily with that specific movement and if you're tied up it helps as well because then you yeah you, it helps if, I, if i'm tied thinking. up mm. again all yeah, of this it actually like it's weird having my hands free when you're um performing oral on me because then i don't know i don't know what to do i'm, I'm like <laughs> It's yeah. like in treading water, ocean, something. I'm, I'm flailing. What am, what are these arms doing? Mm. Do I head? Do I? I mean, I, I try to keep <laughs> them above my head just to get them out of the way, because otherwise, I, I, it, it bothers me. Mm. Yeah, having free, free arms. Yeah, and all of this, I think anyway. that the. the the pleasure dom will be more again. I'm using that label. It doesn't really mean anything, but you, you you know go with it. Will be very attuned, and I try to be very attuned to how you are relax re reacting in the moment because you can't just learn. You can't just take that technique I've given you and just do it exactly as I've instructed because it won't work. You've got to modulate everything like how many fingers you use when you do it at what time it's appropriate how fast you go how hard you go the pressure one minute the pressure might be fine the next it's not you've, you've really got to pay attention to the other person's body language and non-verbal signals or verbal signals depending on what they're going to give you to adjust as you go and find what your partner likes but even what your partner likes will change in the moment from minute to minute and uh, that's when I think of a pleasure dom. That's what I, this is what I mean by you're trying to give the best experience to your partner. So you're very attuned to where they are in their mental and physical state, and you're adjusting your technique to to, to take them where you want them to go. And I think that's that's that sounds quite nice, actually. Like, um, yeah, it sounds very like a very mindful approach. Like it's a mindful, you're describing yeah. it when you describe all those different things that sounds like a whole lot to remember like it sounds like a whole bunch of different techniques and whatever but if you think about how the idea is just responding to your partner in that moment then it ends up being a, a great exercise in like mindful presence actually mm. yeah it is and this is where i i try to make the distinction between a pleasure dom and a not a fake dom but someone D being a dominant is not just doing what you want to the other person because a lot of people will just be like I'm a dom and I'm going to I'm going to do these techniques on my partner and they're going to love it whereas the pleasure dom is is and and the normal dom wouldn't or someone who's starting out or isn't that good won't they don't think about the other person they 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 
they're not monitoring all of this stuff. They're just they're just in their heads. They're like, I'm the dominant. I get to do whatever I want to the other person. I may not even be trying to give them pleasure. I'm just trying to get myself off. But even if they are trying to give them pleasure, they're kind of going about it all wrong. Whereas, yeah, I really like that that what you how you described it. It's like being a mindful dom. You know, maybe that's maybe that's more akin to what I'm trying to say. But it's about I think the best doms are able to be very mindful and be very aware and hyper aware of how their partner is feeling at, at the time or at, at any moment. Maybe that's the difference then, because I mean, not to say that anyone can be a dominant, but like planning out a scene and performing a scene to your plan, like anyone can plan out a scene and perform it to some capacity. But I think difference that turns a a dom into perhaps more of a pleasure dom is being able to change that plan on a whim in response to your partner's reactions and to what they're saying in the moment and if they're saying if they're giving all the cues to say keep going or if they're asking to change it up you know a regular dom if if, if they're following the their program they're going to stick to their their program mm. And that might be quite effective and their their sub will, you know, receive pleasure in that instance. But a pleasure dom is going to be more receptive to that feedback and is going to be using that to then inform their scene, like off the cuff in the moment. Uh, yeah, may- maybe I'd say. I think, I think, I think what you're describing is the difference between a good and a bad dom. Because even if I was not a pleasure dom and it was all about, I was a sadist and it was all about impact play, I would still be doing, I would still be very hyper attuned and monitoring my partner. I think the the pleasure part of it is, so all good doms should be monitoring their partner and be aware of their partner. But the pleasure part of it is that you're you're doing it in the context of also giving the person pleasure and trying to maximize that pleasure. That makes sense. Yeah. That's that's how I see it. Yeah. Again, I mean, I like it. Whatever it is, it works. Yeah, yeah. Again, these are all so, well these done. are all not real <laughs> not real terms. They're just they're just things that we that's the thing. use people, to describe it to up. other people. Yeah, people get too caught up. And also I like your point because you because I've got emails. I think I showed you one. It was like a someone emailed me a script that they'd written. It was like twenty pages long and, and they were asking me will this work? Like if I go through these steps and I was like, I have no idea. I mean, in theory, yes, but you're not taking into account that the other person is a human being. And just think about yourself. Like when I, when you play with me, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't because it's, you can use exactly the same technique, but my head is in a different place or that one particular day I need a slightly faster speed or whatever. So you can't just be it can't be super scientific and go through the motions. You've got to learn the techniques or try different techniques and find the ones that work for your partner, but also know that you need to adapt those techniques on the fly. And if you're able to constantly monitor your partner, and again, orgasm isn't always the goal, but pleasure potentially is as a pleasure dom. You, 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 yeah, just get really good at reading your partner and and talking to them, knowing, understanding how their mind works, what things they like, what things they don't like. Like you've just given me that bit of information now that you like, you really like the one finger because of the repetition. So I've now mentally banked that. So I now know, ah, that's kind of why they like it. So maybe I need to do more of that. Or maybe I need to, you know, play play around doing that for longer and see what happens. Right. And that's, Whereas it, whereas someone like a fake don would, fake don would just ignore that bit of advice and just continue to do whatever they wanted to do because they like fingering, so they're gonna keep doing. I it. don't. The term fake dom, I mean, this is slightly off off topic, but I think it gets thrown around a lot. Mm. And I think you can be a dom, and maybe you're you're failing at some things, or maybe you're not doing things really well. I don't think that. I think people like to use fake dom for anyone who claims they're a dom and is doing it in some fashion poorly yeah, to for the right. other person. And I'm like, that's it's just someone who needs to learn, you know? You're we right. all can all improve. 
So sorry, that's a little. No, you're fine, right. You're right. A fake dom. I think fake dom gets thrown around way too often. Yeah. A fake dom for me is just like purposefully going against people's boundaries and limits. It's not, yeah. It's not someone. Someone who's manipulative. That's just someone who needs to learn. Yes. And yes. You're right. You're right. Fake dom is is just kind of out very much for themselves, manipulative and so on, and someone who's maybe has the best intentions, just not very good, is not a fake dom. They just. They just need to learn a bit more, which is hopefully what they're listening. Why they're listening to this, um, yeah, yeah. But I like your idea of, of pleasure dominance. I feel like I, I definitely benefit from that. I do worry that it's it's even more pressure on you as as a dom, and then you know if you're not if you're not asking for what you want, then then it's all all the focus ends up being about your partner and that i think is is not really fair you know you deserve to have pleasure as well of course and it can it can be a problem if if it's you're just if i was the only one constantly giving you pleasure but i and i, I have done that in the past but i don't think we do that at all i think if anything you give me more pleasure than i give you because you're always offering massages and see but i i think i i don't know if we can even put a number mm. on it you know like what what counts as being a as being a, a bit of pleasure that you're giving your partner yeah you know? i don't know is it, is it is it folding the laundry is it making <laughs> is it giving an orgasm or head scratches you know mm. i think it's hard to try to to try try to quantify pleasure in that respect it is it is as long as both people are feeling that they're getting what they want and it's yeah. it's not too one-sided then i think that's that's good so yeah well i mean what are the what are the takeaways here the takeaways are one the term pleasure dom is a thing and it is used but it can mean so many different things there's no strict definition it's just a label to help you describe some people might use the term romantic dom soft dom i think soft they're dom. they're kind of similar terms i would probably use them all quite interchangeably but these are just labels they're just labels to help you describe what you want and what to someone else but it's definitely my preferred style of dominance it's it's what i how i prefer like i like pleasure and I, we haven't i don't know whether the i think most people who would describe them who wouldn't describe like everyday relationships i think they're doing aspects of being a pleasure dom without calling it bdsm or dominance because it is just about giving good sex to your to your partner right yeah i think the difference between regular sex and then and like being a pleasure dom is that you're doing it with a mindful intention where you know that you're still the dominant you know you're still playing into your role as a dominant mm. in our relationship and that's yeah. the difference so there is a mindful element to it because yeah anyone can give pleasure to their partner and in that moment they are being a pleasure top at least if not a pleasure dominant yeah um, yeah you're right but you're right we're maybe some uh, of the activities when you're using that with, yeah when you're using that within the realm of the rest of your relationship that highlights power mm. imbalance for the benefit of both partners then that's what makes the difference between just giving pleasure and being a pleasure dom mm. i would yeah. think yeah i agree i agree so, yeah, we talked about some of the techniques like, you know, as well, light spanking can be involved, teasing, dirty talk, toys, like I'll often, I, I really like, I talk about it all the time, the, the wand vibrator can be super, super good as a pleasure dom because you can use it for so many different things. Anal, if you're into that, then plugs, obviously great for doing the technique that I told you before, but with a, with a plug in as well. Yeah, ultimately, it's just get do a sex menu, find out what the other person's into, and and work up. That's the key, isn't it? It's reading your other partner and also talking to your other partner to make sure that they that it's what they want. Mm. You can't really be a pleasure dom if you're you're not communicating with your partner and figuring it out what what it is that they that they like in bed. So. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You need to know. You need to know. 
If you want to know more about this kind of stuff, then please go to kinkyevents.co.uk. Scroll to the menu and there's a whole list of guides on all sorts of things and you can read up on those. But also, I spoke earlier about any activity can be made pleasurable depending on what how you do it. And I always use the analogy of giving someone a kiss. Like if you if you give them a soft brush on the lips versus jamming your tongue down their throat, it's both a kiss, but the way you've done it, one would be more pleasurable, one would be more sort of dominant and and, and you get the idea. So if you're if you've been interested in what we're talking about, I have a book called Sensational Scenes, and it goes into this kind of stuff, the much more psychological theoretical side of dominance and how you can use intent to give your partner what they want, be that pleasure or be that whatever style of submissive they are. So go and check that out. You can find that at kinkyevents.co.uk forward slash book, I believe. And if not, then you can again, you can find it in the menu. It's very, very reasonably priced. And there's even a couple of videos if you go for the extended package showing us P it's not PG, but we've got clothes on demonstrating some of the spanking. It's and certainly stuff. not PG. It's, it's not PG. All right, it's 15, uh, 18. Yeah. Maybe 15. 15. But there's no nakedness. Uh, 18. I mean, let's put not put an age rating on it. You know, we we have our clothes on, but we are are demonstrating sexual acts that you can perform. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of bondage, a little bit of spanking. There's a whole spanking scene and showing that with commentary so yeah go and check that out <laughs> very reasonably priced i believe but i would say that i'm biased but honestly it's 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 you know it's a couple of couple of coffees and then if you're a submissive listening to this and thinking oh this is all the stuff dom should do like wh- what do i do in all of this well maybe you want to make your partner more submissive or you want to understand what your desires are so that you can explain them to your partner so that they can give them to you so if if that describes you then check out our digital course the art of submission also available at kinkyevents.co.uk we go into everything there about finding out what your core desires are overcoming shame and guilt about what you want communicating to a partner finding a partner building your own scene you know, everything you could need to know as a beginner submissive to really explore this side of yourself in a, in a, in a way that isn't, it's just down to earth, right? Authentic. Yeah. Something like that. So Moano, any final words? Keep the pleasure coming. Keep the pleasure coming. There we go. Coming hard. All right. Thank you, everyone. Hope you've enjoyed this and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Chief from kinkyevents.co.uk, helping you create the dom-sub dynamic you've always fantasized about.